Hey there, guys. Welcome to another How to Be a Film Snob podcast. This week we got a doozy. Myself and the lovely Mariah go through the French New Wave classic Breathless. Or, à pas tout souffle? À pas tout souffle? À bout de souffle. Anyways, it's French. It's New Wave. It changed the game for a lot of things. We go into kind of the history of how the French New Wave came about. We talk a little bit about the actor and actresses and how this movie changed the trajectory of their career. Um, It's a goodie. It's a fun one. And it's, let's be honest, an essential film if you want to be a film snob. So buckle up and get ready for Breathless. It's alive. It's alive. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. I love you. I know. Here's Johnny. Run! Go! Get to the chopper! What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. I see dead people. Milk was a bad choice. Hello, folks, and welcome to another week of How to Be a Movie Star. My name is Seth. I'm Mariah. She's Mariah. And today we're getting fancy, we're getting French, we're drinking wine, we have a baguette. We're watching the 1960 new wave classic. Breathless. Or, let's see if I can say it right, About de Souffle. Souffle? About a Souffle. About a Souffle. <laughs> All right, let's get over. The director is by Jean-Luc Godard. Godard. It's starring the lovely Jean Dorothy Seberg. Yes, I just like saying Dorothy. Her mom was a Dorothy as well. And the never going to appear in Hollywood, Jean-Paul Belmondo. And uh, let's go for there. Uh, you want to give us the lovely synopsis? <laughs> sure. Go for it. So... Uh this thief guy, Michel. Michel, my belle. Uh, steals a car as he does, as and takes off out of out of town. Gets followed by a police officer, mm-hmm. and freaks out and shoots him. Yeah, yeah, with a gun that he found in the in the in the yeah car glove box. Glove box. He so, also stole it from an American serviceman. Did you get that? Oh. Yeah, an American serviceman stayed at the hotel and bought a stolen American car. Anyway, it's just another... Interesting. Yeah. Yes. We'll get back so, to that. So, car thief turned cop killer mm. heads back to Paris to hang out with his American girlfriend. Eventually. Eventually. After, couple, after running around a bit. Yeah, stealing somebody from his other girlfriend, I guess. Oh, yeah. Was she a girlfriend? I don't know. Yeah, I, stole, I don't know if the other girl was a girlfriend. Question marks say. with her. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then kind of runs around town looking for money from his friends and... That's for Antonio a lot. Voids the police for a while. And then, spoiler alert, uh, if you're going to watch this movie, don't listen now. At the end... He breathes his last breath. Yeah. He's He's without them. (laughs) Yeah. He dies. Um... Because uh, his his girl told him. She told. She told. All right. Uh, a little backstory of what I've learned just kind of about the story. So Godard is kind of one of the fathers of the French New Wave movie, movement. 
this movie is kind of like the movie that people talk about and changing cinema forever. People have the, read things like there is before breathless and there is after breathless. And that's, and I was like, okay, I guess this has got to be on the list. I'm not going to lie though. It was not an easy watch. I, uh, I know that was also the sentiment from Raya as well. She's mid baguette, so I won't make her talk right now. It was a, it was a slow beginning <laughs> it for was, me. Oh, it was a slow burn. Um, but it, it definitely did things that were weird and I, and you notice it right away. Cause you're like, Oh, okay. But it's not as weird to our 2023 brains, by the way. Oh no. All those 2022 comes. We happy new uh, year. Happy new year. Even though this will probably come out in like three months, but whatever. <laughs> so those, those, uh, sentiments, we've seen them before, but this was kind of like the first way to, uh, basically stick up the middle finger to film convention. Well, he's basically trying to change convention and say, you don't have to make cinema the same way it's always been made. And at the same time, also like representing all the American film styles as well um, by having it literally posters of people and making and quoting people and having conversations about modern um, cinema. And so this is kind of this weird, like, of course, meta trying to be a little too cool for school and all that. And, and don't get me wrong. Like, I think this is probably when it comes to pretentious movie watching, this has got to be up there for pretentious, not fun movies to watch. Yeah. Like at least it's like irreverent to a lot of degrees. So you're not like, you don't take it too seriously. Yeah. But it's still like, this is a pretentious. If you could for me, if you could cut the front off and the back off and just focus on the sound and visuals mm. of the movie and nothing about the actors nice. <laughs> or nice. the plot, well, you it like, is, it's a beautiful movie. And you like her, though, the whole time. I love her. You like her I was the whole time. delighted and to realize of, who she was. I was kind of pissed at her for staying around the, 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 the actor and the other one. And you're like, oh, you're just like, what on earth? Yeah. So... I'll get to that in a little bit, but a little background of like how this movie got made. He tried to make this plot, I think, two or three years earlier. Oh. And it was definitely, um, but then they never got the, the, the green light for it. So then he made a couple other movies beforehand. And then they came back to this plot. And because it was based off a true story where a guy kills a police officer and his girlfriend rats him out. And that's like, they want to do a story, that story for mm-hmm. three years earlier. It'd be interesting if he would have done it three years earlier, if he would have been the same sort of style. And and the the filmmaker me kind of loves the just do it sort of attitude he had. Like he has a ton of dolly shots, which he just used a wheelchair to like move the guy with the camera around to like follow the action. Cause it's all of this. Like there's a lot of movement. There's a ton of movement. For, and there were certain points in it where I'm going, how did they achieve this? Exactly right. With their budget. Cause there's no cranes that they're using. There's no. no, and some of those, like those half circle shots, like literally him pushing a guy on a wheelchair, like to shoot into the side. So that mm-hmm. was some of that. I'm like, dude, way to go. Freaking indie on the te- skin of your teeth. Just makes, make it happen. And like, just jump cuts, like, Crazy. Down those bumpy streets. Oh, it's so great. And so a lot of it, I like, I love. Like, it, I see why for filmmakers, it's like, this is a very inspiring film because, like, you see how he just kind of 
goes out there and tries to get it done. Mm-hmm. And so that whole indie feel and, and flair is definitely super pervasive throughout. And so I, I, I have to say there, there's definitely worth in that. And you see that reflected in so many movies after that you don't even know. Um, so yeah, so we'll get to the, the, who, the influences of it later. Um, and how we feel about the story and the stupid, there's so many things we hate and don't know how to feel about, but I want to go back to this Americanness that I kind of mentioned before. One of the best things I heard or read or saw, cause I was quickly going through all of the different like medias I can about this was this is a reaction to world war two. And I was like, okay, I guess, I mean, it's 1960, you know, it's, it's a little bit removed, but in the sense when France ended the war, they were decimated. They had like a $2 billion debt to the U S. So in that debt forgiveness plan, uh, U S movies were open to be shown as many as possible in France now. Because they basically took off all the limits that France had, like all the trade limits. So before, there was only like a certain number of movies allowed in France each year to protect the French film industry. So some people think that this decimated French cinema. It just decimated French cinema by them doing this this treaty with America. Mm -hmm. And so this new wave movement of these French directors... Um, was kind of a response to that because these guys grew up with the American films, unlike everyone pre-World War II didn't. And so this whole time, this character of uh, of Michel could be autobiographical of Godard because he's the one who grew up emulating Bogard, emulating mm-hmm this American movie smoking a cigarette, but not quite cool like him mm-hmm. putting the hat on his head, but not quite the right way touching his lips. That was like the freaking last thing they do. Like it's, it's, it's so painful how, how obvious they're trying to make it. So him emulating this American cinema and trying to just, yeah. So, so that is, was a cool statement that I never heard. And this is kind of bringing French cinema back in a way mm-hmm. that they, that they really haven't recovered from the war. Yeah. Well, and he became so famous for that genre that he was yes. compared to Bogart and James Dean. The the, but a- the actor. Not only was he trying, yes, but for sure. he was he was nailing it. Oh, for sure. Especially in French cinema. And mm-hmm. what was more which is gangster about it too, he never Hollywood was calling and he said, no, nah, I'm good. Nope. No I'm English good. for me. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, our, our, the gal we love, Jean, she, like America basically kicked her out and said, you suck. She got horrible reviews and all the stuff before she came over. Then she killed it in French new wave. And then she came back and she's like, okay, you're good. Now we admit you're a good actress. Yeah. So honestly, I think it was a, kind of a good, I mean, uh, poor jeans had such a horrible till she got tragic. attacked oh my <laughs> gosh and the crazy part is she got attacked for supporting african-american groups and it just is so aggravating and so infuriating like it's yeah. just oh like the timing of all of oh, it. it's just so awful like i i, I wish i knew because it seems like she should be like this is like a person who w- who had her heart in the right place mm-hmm. of wanting to support the people that needed support and there and and trying to use her fame and her money to 
support these groups. I mean, because Black Panthers were such an like Hoover was so like anti Black Panthers, and they obviously were the more violent M- of and those. MLK. Yeah. And... Oh yes, of course, as we know. Yeah. And yeah, so it's really it's just I wish people knew her story more mm-hmm. now because it, did, it they she has had a lot of tribute biographies and um, movies like what's her name Kristen Stewart did a oh. biographical movie of her like back in two thousand four oh I remember which I that have movie. not seen I had no idea that was about her yeah I didn't either. Oh, that's crazy. That's great then. I mean, it's too bad the movie wasn't better because then we would have seen it. <laughs> yeah. Sooner for sure. Yeah, for sure. But now like, like oh, it's, it's kind of like, and then and then she's driven to suicide. And it, oh, just, just. Yeah. Well, in my perspective from knowing her from Paint Your Wagon was that, hey, why haven't I seen her in anything else? Right. For two reasons. One, before that, she was in a bunch of French movies. Yeah. Which, hey. Didn't kudos. realize she'd been busy for a while. Yeah. And then part two, she was gone. Mm-hmm. Age 40. She, like, she, we're older than she was when she died. Yeah. So. And the FBI said they were sorry months after she died, too. Yeah. Oops, we it, shouldn't have done that. Yeah, we shouldn't have done that. <laughs> so you've seen Pain Wagon once, twice? <laughs> Out of you zeros. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's in this movie, a musical. About the gold rush uh, with Clint Eastwood and Lee Marvin. And there's a number of amazing songs and characters. And she plays the wife of a Mormon who comes to the mining town. I have seen this. Yep. And they, you know, it's a town with no women in it at the time. And they get pretty upset that this guy shows up with two wives. Well, she's lost her baby, so they decide to sell her um, so that he only has the one wife. So they sell her. They sell them. The Mormons sell the, the girl. Sell, yeah. Wow. Gene Seabird um, to Lee Marvin, who's pretty wasted at the time, says whatever the, the offer is, I double it and passes out. So they're married. Clint Eastwood is his partner. Turns into a bit of a love triangle. Um, but it's great. It, it says sounds like a weird plot. Sounds like Clint Eastwood's name is literally Pardner in that movie. They find out his name really close to the end, I believe. He he finally Lee Marvin finally says, Hey, what is your name? <laughs> That's a clever thing. That's clever. And then I think they decide that Partner's better. So, did you know it was her right away, or did you not? Did you watch the movie before you knew it was the same guy? No, I started the movie, and then I took me like a few minutes, mm-hmm. and I said, "Oh my goodness!" Because this is a few years later. It's a few years later. It's black and white. She's just a kid in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she develops between this movie and <laughs> Paint Your Wagon. Either kids or you know some other thing. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Paint Your Wagon did not get a great uh, score from the critics. No. Well, I mean, Clint Eastwood is not a great singer. Oh my gosh. Lee saying, Marvin is not this. the best singer in the world either. How's Jean- she's great. She's wonderful. Oh my gosh. So she's do- at least bilingual. Mm. I don't know if she speaks anything else. She's a singer. Mm. She's a great, well, she develops into a great actor. An I, activist. 
an activist has like has cares about things that are beyond and she's definitely I, women's whatever not just because she slept with every actor she was with no. not just because of that no totally different reasons um but no, yeah no she's an amazing talent like that is a it's such a loss yeah. oh even more depressing side note this movie the song mariah is in it so so of course you gotta love it it's also oh. it's also worth watching for that mm. you're welcome rise out there listening yes so back to the French New Wave, the movie. So let's just talk about how we feel first. Um, I almost, I was also thinking we should have like different, like how high on the f- the film snob ratio, and then how watchable number, and then like what's worth it. You know what I mean? Like right. Because this is one of those ones that's like film snob. This has got to be up to the nine or ten highest. Like, yeah. To be a cinema snob, you have to watch this movie, or at least be fully aware of French New Wave. Mm-hmm. Watchability, uh, I go above five. Like I'd say it's a six, but I'm not going much higher than that. If if we could go without the dialogue, it was. I loved the music. I loved yeah. it. The score was great. It's jazz. And I really liked her, especially once I realized who I was watching. Well, she's, She was oh, easy to watch. She's so easy to watch. He's painful to watch. And I think that's on purpose, though. Yeah. I, I mean, think, he's supposed yeah. to be a jerk. You yeah. shouldn't be shocked that she turns him in. Okay, but she, it's super rapey. Like, I remember watching this film in high school about what's rape and what's not rape which consent is, yeah yes. consent and yeah. it's like he's just non-stop manipulating her never saying anything nice to her like it's just, take off your shirt take off your like it's just constant i'm like this is like literally textbook like like this is like he's just trying to uh, break her down just mm-hmm. to sleep with her yeah like, like, he wears her down everything sure. everything about that now it's interesting because there's definitely this the sexual and this French like aspect of this film that I I feel like I don't I'm not privy to of that like the 60s but this is early 60s we're not talking like this isn't like yeah this isn't like you know 1969 Woodstock this is nine years earlier mm-hmm. the war wasn't that much now it is France and I know yeah. that's a and whole they are thing talking too. about having sex but they don't show anything which I went yeah, into this going crazy. oh this might be oh, yeah. a little dirty. You know what's interesting? They because the movie's only rated like PG thirteen in modern standards, right? Mm-hmm. But yet they show lots of nudity in pictures, which you don't do now. Mm-hmm. But they never show any real nudity of it's. So it's very it's an interesting like like what and also the way they talk to each other again like he's just so mean the whole time. Mm-hmm. And she's there. Even, are, there are times when you think, oh, it's a little playful, but it's just. And maybe it's like the language is maybe it's more playful in the language, but it's just like the way it's translated. Yeah, it it oh. might have been lost in translation. They did talk about um, the last lines of the movie, um, how it had been translated about three or four different ways. Oh, interesting. So like the the puke part. Yeah. When he says you make me want to puke in this version. Yeah. A few different translations of it are you're disgusting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was a you make me sick or something like that, but it's right. a little less 
bodily function it's just more like you're repulsive to me or you've you've upset me so much you're disgusting i can't look at you kind of thing but but in this one it's you make me want to puke yeah and what's interesting about it is she wasn't like upset about it that was the part that was like because she acted as though she didn't understand the word in all of the versions it's always just different the way he says makes the delivery so i'm interested too because her persona is the thing like she obviously so this is where the rapey part versus like is she playing him as well in some sense of the word as well yeah because like he's she said she didn't sleep with the other guy mm-hmm. which she probably i in my mind i'm like well I'm, she probably did she spent the night with the dude like that makes no sense to me yeah also she was pretty sure that he was the father well well if you're pretty sure then you might have slept with somebody else <laughs> Yeah, and so there's and, a chance it's not and, yours, and they fully both acknowledge that they're both sleeping with each other, other people. Yeah, like I've always slept with a couple other. Oh, like I've slept. With, sure, let's, let's. I was like, okay, so this is definitely a different <laughs> like sexual culture thing that I'm like, I don't, I don't think I know what's going on in this moment in history in post World War II France and mm-hmm. the the dawn of the sexual revolution as well, and you know France isn't really famous for people staying true to each other, so no, no. So that was all, that was, yeah, that was just, I couldn't figure out like heads or tails on that one. Yeah. I'm like, do I, I'm like, I feel like she's just constantly about to be like manipulated into having sex. But now I'm like, but I think she's, she's, maybe she's playing an angle here as well. So that was my only like mm-hmm. hopeful redemption. Yeah. What was going on. Either way, she kind of finishes either with getting him back or just growing up and making the right decision. Right. Or, you know, this guy's not good for me. This right. is the best way out of this. And so the crazy thing is, so that's like the feelings that we actually get from that sh- watching the movie. But that's not why you watch the movie is for the plot and how you feel about it. It's for the, oh, he just did what he wanted. Like a regular conversation, which they had no reason to do jump cuts. They did jump cuts like cut, 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 cut. Mm-hmm. And like. The, the the jump cuts that tripped me out the most was the ones where he's talking to her. I thought it was kind of clever. And it sounded like he is having one sentence, but then the background changed like seven different ways. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a fun way to show like, you know, this this fool who's always a BSer anyways is just like mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and the last scene where they're in the whatever recording photography studio. I'm not oh, sure what hilarious. it was. And they're yeah, just walking weird. around this pillar, having this circular conversation and jumping around. And so, yeah. Are you listening to each other? Are you just talking? And what he did he hear? He wasn't that pissed immediately. No, it took him like a little, like, Oh, how could you? And it, the, the reaction didn't seem. And in. really he decides he, he's like, well, maybe I should just go to jail. I can get some sleep. <laughs> This is exhausting anyway. <laughs> That's actually there. They say that if the, you know the person did it, but when they get caught, they can fall asleep that first night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a weird movie. And what's with Antonio, man? Like, what's his deal? Why is he like friends with this guy and no one yeah. else is? And like, oh, it's, there's so many things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about what this cinema, this thing does to cinema. So... <laughs> Uh, the two the two people I saw like talk about it is Quentin Tarantino and Mar- Martin Scorsese. Mm. So uh, Martin Scorsese, um, 
uses a lot of French new wave in his films and, and not just in breathless, but Godard d- does some things like he would shoot the scene and he would keep going. And like, let's say they walk through a door and then they'd walk through and then they come out the other door instead of having the camera inside, he would just shoot that wall and then have them come out the other side, mm-hmm. which was totally not, you'd never do that. So then Scorsese and taxi driver did that a couple of times. He would go away from the person talking. Mm-hmm. One time he had, um, Al, Al Pacino, Al Pacino? No, the other one, um, De Niro, De Niro. <laughs> Everybody does it. All right. Qu- quit making fun of me. So De Niro walks be what seems like behind the camera. Mm-hmm. And the camera pans left and he ends up on the left side. Yeah. That's it. And the and the one that's the most that I've actually heard, um, oh, one of my favorite SNL guys ever. Um, he's in the show, Barry. Um, oh, my goodness. I just can't remember. I'll, I'll think of a second. Um, is the telephone scene in Taxi Driver where it's so awkward that the camera moves off of him and just shoots the hall because <laughs> it's so awkward. It's like you don't even want to watch it because it's so bad. And and the camera's doing that for you. And the camera's doing that for you. And it's this weird, like, oh my gosh, like, and so I was. You read my mind. Yeah, it's it's and it's and it's like and so that stuff is is directly attributed to Godard, who like, whatever. And then the, the jump cuts where people do the jump cuts all the time. Um, Quentin Tarantino, um, the only interview he has with Godard about him is like, I'm so over him, which is, is a weird thing of saying like he was so influential to Tarantino that he's like, he felt the need to say he's over him Mm -hmm. because he was, it was such a big thing. Yes, I was very much infatuated and used him and and sucked him dry. Literally said he was like a hero, but now I'm, I'm in a different place as a filmmaker, but he literally said like, he made it okay to break the rules. And he's like, and he said something like, it was the statements in between the statements that make, and, and he's like, that's it. That's my ethos. And so you, you would argue Quentin Tarantino is a, is a direct descendant of Godard mm-hmm. um, with just way more, you know, tools in his tool shed. It will certainly make me appreciate watching Scorsese and Tarantino movies later on and seeing where the influence yes. happens. So, I mean, he's definitely must have influenced more than even just them and oh, yeah. changing, having people take risks and throwing out the rules. Scott and- Pilgrim saves the world. I thought of a lot <laughs> when I was watching this movie. I'm like, dude, that, that, that movie is the jump cut king. Like just, yeah. just screws with your mind to jump cut so much. In the same sort of way. So it's and, and and I just love the rebelliousness of taking French cinema back because as much as we are going into the history of cinema, the US dominated because we were the only ones who could still do it. And we and all even our allies had to then consume all of American cinema right. post World War Two because we yeah. basically paid for the war and won it. With, yeah. with <laughs> this is the underdog coming back and Right. And so saying, hey, we can contend. Yeah. And we have our own voice Mm -hmm. and we've always had our own voice and we we see your voice and we see your influence, but we still are our own voice. So I thought that was a very um, 
Yeah, very cool. Very punk rock about that. And this movie is punk rock. Like Oh yeah. Thousand percent punk rock. As as who what what women in the sixties didn't get pixie cuts and Oh my gosh, so cute. Like I saw that and I'm like, that is the most like that makes you want to go to France and be like mm-hmm. it, it 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 is sexy and cool. Like Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of sexy and cool, we got to talk about his abs because, oh my goodness. <laughs> like you don't. If I'm not looking at his face. Oh I, my yeah. gosh. He's, yes. So he, he's, he's an attractive man, is he not? Yes. Okay. Because that's like. I, I'm, he just makes himself so unattractive. With the way. In the yes. Movie. Yes. No, his personality. And that's the point. But, but, but the, the thing is, I'm like, he must be a super attractive dude. Yeah. Because. It plays him as this player, and he was a sex symbol in France for the next twenty years. Right, he's in great shape. He wears clothes well. Yes, he's got the big lips. He's it's just everything. Great hair, yeah, yeah. I just uh, oh yeah, no, you hate him, but he's but, a weasel. He's yes, a, a good looking weasel. But man, I just kept every time he was like laying down and like he saw his abs. I'm like, is he just flexing as like as hard as he can? It doesn't look like it. It no. looks like it's just no big deal. It's like no I big deal. I got these from cigarettes. Smoking. Literally. This is how like, I breathe. <laughs> it's so... My core is all in the smoking. Oh, the smoking in old movies, especially this one. Like, it's just He's nonstop smoking. Just chewing on it the oh, whole time. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. But everyone smokes in this movie. Like, it's... Oh, it's just yeah, everyone smokes, but they also take the cigarette out of their mouth, and he does not. He does not. Just, just gnaws on that junk. Oh. oh. My gosh. Yeah. So it has definitely been this. So this movie is a roller coaster of like, uh, why do we watch? Why can we watch? Like, do I do we, what do we tell people about this movie? Should they watch it? Well, if they're a film snob, I guess you should. It's, it's, it's required and it sucks. Like I, now I got want to go back and watch 400 blows the other, mm-hmm. uh, and then, uh, I forgot the other one, but there's like, those are the three movies Big that started. Ones. Yeah. And those two were before this one. So, exactly. Right. So that like there, there's something about that mm-hmm. that makes you like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This changed the way cinema was done. Yeah. Um, and this, this French new wave, um, in addition to the Ameri- the the directors that we talked about before, like Ford and um, oh, I always forget Wonderful Life's director, uh, Capra. Capra, that all of them they they use the standard so well, mm-hmm. and and anything that that the Maltese Falcon and Casablanca, like oh yeah, but then that paired with French New Wave gets mm-hmm. us to kind of where we're. To some of our best filmmakers of this era. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. I or would what? say to anyone, go into it, enjoy the score, enjoy the scenery, the location, yes. the costumes. Yes. It's just sometimes hard to get over the plot. Oh, it definitely is. Definitely is. And let's, someone, another, another I thought was a great comment was, it is film jazz. Mm-hmm. It is is film jazz where they have moments where they just make you uncomfortable, make you uncomfortable, <laughs> or have a crazy long solo that you don't know what's going on, like the <laughs> driving scene, like him just yelling at random people, him just oh, and then and then her just kind of having this nice sweet soft solo of her just doing a, a monologue about this classic like young girl identity what's what do i believe who am i what's what's the do i love this person at all like, mm-hmm. what's, what is love like 
So no, that's I think a great <laughs> a great feel for this movie as well. Yes. And she makes the right decision in the end. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly right. And that's that's the part. Like I think you you're cheering for her to leave him, um, but then when she, I was I was almost confused when she found out he killed somebody. She was so quick to help out. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you do like him. I'll be I your was, accomplice now. I was. I just didn't know what we were doing. I was literally surprised. I'm like, wait, for real? Yeah. Like you're that you guys are that close? Like the way. The whole interaction you all did it just seemed like a couple night stands and you guys are yeah. like super cool with like what like yeah do what you gotta do and whatever yeah what did she say it's too late to be scared now yeah what the heck I, you guys are like i didn't know you guys were that serious mm-hmm. i couldn't even tell so that was that was like a surprising moment as well so thinking through also like oh, just when you watch movies like this like what's the takeaway are you taking away like the the film the 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 feel or the actual like it's not the cinematography like it's 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 like mediocre there's like a couple good shots where I'm like oh my gosh like there's a one shot where he's shooting through the car and he gets out of the car and he runs down the street and you can see him through the small window and mm-hmm. it's kind of broke off from her in the other window to show this kind of separation. Of yeah. like, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But And I felt like the best cinematography moments were when the score was the strongest. Yes, I feel like to they the beat. peaked mm-hmm. right in those places. And I could, you know, if I could watch it again, I'd probably point out three or four different times where it was like, this is where it was really good. He like honed yeah, it in sure. right there. For sure. But there are definitely parts where I was very confused. Oh my gosh, for sure. No, <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, let's talk a lot. So we talked about Gene, we talked about John, we talked about Godard. Um, yeah, honestly, I, I let's 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 give it our drink. What's our drink for this film? Well, it's not champagne. Mm-hmm. It's it's a. It's got to be pretentious. Mm-hmm. It's got to be for. Like a very, a difficult palate for people to like. Mm-hmm. Like, is so, it like a port? No, <laughs> ports are too sweet. That's true. I would go. So we're drinking a Pinot Noir from Willamette Valley right now, mm-hmm. and that's, that's too good, too accessible, honestly, because it's too. Uh, you need something that's a, like, like a super high rating, but like is too many flavor notes to actually be a drinkable wine. <laughs> <laughs> yes it's a little too powerful yes it's a, it's a limited release yes and it's like oh it's got oh there's so many flavors yeah it's but it's not super enjoyable to drink because there's a thousand different flavors so it's mm-hmm. it's not actually that great to actually drink it's expensive a little messy yeah and then it it, it changed the wine world so yeah <laughs> maybe maybe pinot noir to oregon like the first pinot to oregon whatever that was <laughs> If it was a beer, oh, I, I literally Google searched most pretentious beer. <laughs> let's see what let's see what comes up there. Guinness. No, that's like not anymore. <laughs> most pretentious beer. It's a Salem one, only by one brewery. Mm. Hard to get. It is good if you like that. If you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> 
not <laughs> not worth the effort. But is it worth the effort? Because that's what this is. It's a lot of effort. They don't sell at most places, even though it's brewed in Salem. You just can't get it most places. So mm. I'm gonna say this movie is a tack owl. I'll go with that. Yeah, that's my that's my beer of choice. Let's I should look up who it actually is. Attack Owl Salem. Who who is it? Oh, Attack Owl Salem beer. Because you know there actually was an Attack Owl in in Salem. It would literally attack people. Yes, I yes. did hear that. That was a few years ago. Yes. Ah, Vagabond Brewing. There we go. Mm. So this this podcast has taken us uh, one third the amount as our last podcast, and that's oh, just going to be. So that's fine though, because honestly, that's all there was. That's all there was. I, I. It is what it is, and it it is a groundbreaking movie, but it's it's. It's so hard because this is our first uh, foray, for, foray, 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 foray. Is that a French word too? It must be. Into uh-huh. French movies mm. because this we haven't had any other French movies, so this is kind of the the time where France changed the cinema scene, and so it'll be interesting. I'm sure we're going to go back into this French new wave again. I'm sure we'll get into Foreign Blows and some of those other ones, but this was an eye opening experience for sure. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I still think it's very punk rock. Like, I think this movie, as for a wedding filmmaker as I am, I'm like, dude, this guy's dope. He's yeah. playing to the freaking great music behind it. He just did what he got to do to get this stuff done. And he's and he sent the message they sent. And it was a hit immediately. It, I can see how it would be cool and hip. I can oh, definitely see that. Hip. It was very forward. It was great. Like. Mm-hmm. For that, hated it is it, good. But I still liked it. Not a, yeah, not a, I didn't hate it, but I, I sure, uh, I could have shaved some time off that hour and a half. That's the other thing you can t- recommend to people. If you don't want to sit through three and a half hours of something, <laughs> this one's quick. It, it didn't quick. feel quick. No. But it was. Ironically enough, Seven Samurais felt just as long. Oh, yeah. And Seven Samurais that was, easier. was three and a half hours. That was easier. And they're both there. foreign made movies that were. But Seven Samurais was like, you see it and you see the architect for so many other movies that you've seen. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. Anything else to add for Breathless Mariah? Because that that was I'm, I'm glad we saw. It. I'm glad we saw it. I'm like, I'm just going to say I'm glad we saw it. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I got another Gene Seberg under my belt. There we go. And she was I can appreciate cute her as a button in that movie. A button. And, for sure. Um, and the other guy, he was just an a-hole but he was playing that so it was great mm-hmm. and then we got to uh, see kind of like where some of the, the most highly acclaimed movies of all time have some of the roots this is why we're doing it this is why we're doing it yes so I think that's all guys for more from, thanks for following us thanks for liking us um, until next week we are your how to be a movie snob team signing off good night good evening au revoir <laughs> 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 Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.